This is Uncovering Sports. Welcome to Uncovering Sports. I am Cactus Hamilton Bear, joined as always by the master of disaster, Brendan Coleman. And while I'm back in the studio after a tremendous bookies celebration, the master of disaster does not sleep, and uh, he's out in the field right now in Cleveland, Ohio. What's it like out there? Uh, it's my town, man. People in Cleveland love me. Good to be back there, I bet. Yeah, I once tried out to be a kicker here. And you couldn't stay away. <laughs> it's NFL season, so we got to put boots on the ground. We got to get you in there, get you sniffing out what's going on in Football Central. That's right. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited for football. Can you believe it's finally back? Oh, it feels like forever. The AF was supposed to get us through, but they folded on us. The AF couldn't get themselves through. Or something like that. Disappointing. Let's jump into it then. Before we start to talk about Cleveland and where you're at, let's hit some of the news bites. Guys that are trying to get themselves through something. Antonio Brown? What's going on there? (laughs) Well, you know what? I respect Antonio Brown. He is defending that Diva of the Year crown already. He doesn't. Did anyone tell him that he doesn't need to defend it? Well, challenge accepted anyway. <laughs> he just wants to... He's he's making an early bid to win next year's. And uh, he's by far a front runner. Uh, he's making us look great and giving him the award in the first place. I love it. First, frostbite on the feet, doing cryotherapy barefoot. Uh, I a big don't have words for that. <laughs> just what? What? Oh my god. Yeah. <sighs> And that's got to be where the drama ends, right? You would Wrong. think that. <laughs> he wants a very specific helmet. Or he's retiring, damn it. Yeah, Tom Brady gave up his helmet. Aaron Rodgers gave up his helmet. But Antonio Brown has been fighting tooth and nail to keep his dirty old helmet. Going at, at such lengths as painting his old helmet kind of a Raiders <laughs> color and wearing it down. <laughs> that is absolutely one of the top five like off-season drama stories all time right now. Oh, Highlighted wow. by painting his helmet to look Raider colors. <laughs> oh my gosh. This guy is out of control. I hated him last season because I got so bored of the Steeler drama. But he's really found a way to reinvent himself into this comedy diva character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really redeemed himself. Sort of an R-Truth character at this point. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That's what you have to do. You find yourself on a, on a new team. You're you know, trying to create a new identity. It's probably not going to be smooth sliding for him uh, with the Raiders, since the Raiders are the Raiders. So you got to go with it. You can find your new role. You find a new niche. Kudos to him for being able to reinvent himself. The comedy angle is working for me. That's all I got to say. Yeah, yeah. And with with the Raiders on hard knocks, you got to find a way to get that camera time, you know? Absolutely. And what better way to do it? You you know that hard knocks is always going to have some some ridiculous stuff happening around it because they got to make good TV. Antonio Brown painting his helmet. That's good TV. That better be in the next episode. 
If it's not, I will be pissed. And Hard Knocks, you messed up. He's comedy gold. He is comedy gold. You know what's not comedy gold? What's that? Contract disputes. Haven't we had enough of these things? I am so sick of contract disputes. This ang- First of all, it's never that interesting to me. Why do we care? But this is like the only story that people can go with these days. Because it kind of worked for Le'Veon Bell, but I don't even want to say that it did because it got old so fast that they just gutted the whole team to get rid of it. And now I feel like we're in the exact same scenario, but this time it's the Cowboys. Oh, wow, their running back is holding out, and he's hanging out in some sunny location. (laughs) (laughs) Just running it back play for play here. They literally are doing the exact same thing again, as if Steelers fans and Cowboys fans don't pay attention to, to the same news. Like, oh, yeah, I'm sure they won't notice that this is literally a rehash i think maybe the cowboys hired some old steelers writers when they got let go or something which has to be a mistake on the cowboys side of things yeah those steelers writers should not be getting any more jobs (laughs) no not in this business at least go somewhere else where they love contract disputes (laughs) and you've got you've got a couple of them going down there don't you yeah, we also have the $40 million man, Dak Prescott. <laughs> Dak is big money. He does not want to be the $30 million man. The $30 million man is too cheap for Dak. He knows what he's worth. 30 seems reasonable, <laughs> I guess. How much is Bryce Harper worth? <laughs> we'll see what happens with this. I, I'm hoping that they just decide that this is not the right direction to go at the beginning of the season. Because... The Cowboys are one of the most complete teams in the NFL right now. They're a stacked unit from head to toe. They will be competitors. So there needs to be some kind of drama, I guess, because they can't just be a good team that wins games. So I guess it when in doubt, oh, people are bitching about money. Great. Very creative stuff. Roger. I'm hoping they just drop the whole thing after it does not work for the rest of the preseason and because I'm already hearing tons of backlash about it because people don't care people just want to get past it they want the season to start they're excited to watch football they don't care about these stupid contract angles anymore they're played out they're boring give us something different paint helmets but don't paint the helmet come up with the next thing don't yeah. just copy Come up with the, the next thing. The Steelers' last <laughs> thing or Antonio Brown's last thing. You got to be one step ahead of that guy. He's working hard. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Don't actually. Now, you're in Cleveland, Ohio, for a reason, and that's because it's preseason time. So it's time to do our NFL divisional previews. It's a time-tested tradition here at Uncovering Sports, and we're starting in the AFC North, of course. Our favorite division, Browntown. What do you got? I went downtown to Browntown here. Check out exactly uh, what all this hype is about. Obviously, probably the most talked about team on Uncovering Sports, I feel like. I think that's safe to say. They very narrowly lost moment of the year, I would say. Yeah, yeah. And they, they got back in the win column, and now they're building a winner. Odell Beckham, 
just one of many names they added. Baker Mayfield is the talk of the town. And as you know, and I know, the Browns are headed for for bigger things than the, the last 20 years have held for them. <laughs> they are, finally. Things are happening for the Browns. Things are happening in this division, and it's going to be an interesting-looking division. Now with the Steelers, you know, moving away from Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, they still have, you know, good players there. Juju, James Conner, they, they have uh, Big Ben is... Still playing. Hasn't retired yet. But I think this is the Browns division. And it's the Young Guns division, right? Because Baker Mayfield's here and the Ravens, uh, who have a bit of a history with the Browns, you might say, I think are being positioned here to uh, to play the rival to, uh, to Baker Mayfield. I think Lamar Jackson, who was getting a you know a lot of noise at the end of last season and of course you know that uh, they moved on from Joe Flacco they sure did so i mean we get a lot of these two young quarterbacks going at it is my feeling and it, i think we're trying to set up uh, you know a, a rivalry that's going to last for for a few years and it's easy with these two teams because of that history oh yeah yeah this is this is going to be great there's this contrast in styles of the the aerial attack of Baker and Beckham and and the flashier ground game of, of Jackson. They're, they're going to put mm-hmm. on some classics this year. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be an exciting end of the season when we get here. I would not be surprised if these two were neck and neck and the Browns just barely edge out the Ravens to, uh, to take the division. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the way it's going to play out. You know the Steelers will, will be in it for most of the time, right? Maybe maybe eliminated late. They got they got a little work to do there. And, and yep. uh, how about the Bengals? I mean, they're there, right? <laughs> are they there? I forgot about the Bengals, to be honest with you. I they're thought it was a three-team there. race. They, they technically are technically. Exist. You could, I mean, you could, if you wanted to, drive down to Cincinnati after you're done and see if you can get any kind of scoop on what's going on with the Bengals. Uh, they are... Essentially the same team that they've been for, like, the last how many years now? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they changed coaches, finally. Uh, pretty much changed <laughs> no personnel. It's just Andy Dalton. Just slowly moving through life down there. <laughs> and I know that Bengals fans are excited that Marvin Lewis is no longer on the sidelines. But is it going to make that big of a difference? Probably not for quite a while. I think they got to get a new quarterback. They got to get some some names other than A.J. Green on there. They're going to be treading water for a while. They are. Unfortunately, unfortunately (laughs) not looking like they're going very many places except for to the bottom of their division, to the joke pile of uncovering sports and the NFL in general. Uh, Sorry, Bengals fans. It's not your year. No, and I think they're well aware of that. They're they're well this aware. This isn't shocking news to them. Luckily, they uh, Bengals fans, although it's very very uh, you know kind of taboo. I think most Bengals fans have a little bit of brown in their hearts. Because <laughs> how do you not? How do you not like the Browns? Everyone does at this point. First of all, the Browns have done the job for the Bengals so many times that you can have nothing but respect for them. 
and they're due for a few wins. So I think the Bengals can make them look good. That's true. And if the Bengals do fall to last place, I mean, they got to know there's no way they're going to be down there as long as the Browns or that. No one can spend <laughs> so much time in the cellar ever again. Take solace in that. <laughs> It'll only be a few years. The Browns are winning the AFC North. It's going to be a tight race with the Ravens. And with the Steelers, Bengals will be bringing up the rear. And now let's go over to the NFC in the North. Now, you haven't got there in person yet. Uh, We only have so many time and so much budget to send you on ridiculous outings. But I know you've got the intel. What happens in a, a tumultuous NFC North? I mean, the Packers head coach, Mike McCarthy, gone. The Bears, kicker, gone. All kinds of things happening. Yeah, and it's tough to decide which of those two moves in particular is the bigger move here. (laughs) I tell you, Cody Parkey got more attention than any kickers ever got, I'm pretty sure. This has been one of my other favorite off-stories of the season is the, the kicker carnival that the Bears are running. I mean, it's just, well, they had like 12 that showed up for training camp or something ridiculous something like, that. like that. Yeah. I Did mean, you, they are literally bringing in Pat McAfee to try out. Yeah. Did you hear the story of uh, Ron Rivera calling a timeout so that one of the Bears kickers would have an iced kicker situation? Like, other teams are chipping in like, here, man, just get some practice in. <laughs> We're tired of hearing about this. <laughs> Good for you, Ron Rivera. <laughs> yeah. What what stake do you have in this? <laughs> well, you know he's a former bear. I think he has a soft spot. He's got a soft spot. That's you know what I like that. That's nice. He's looking out for him. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. You don't hear too many of those stories. No, uh, you don't. Competitively, I do think the Bears take a step back here. Trubisky has to wait in line behind these other young quarterbacks that we always talk about. Yeah, and had had a kind of a miracle run last season to begin with, doing way better than we thought he was going to do. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get back to some old-fashioned Packers versus Vikings here. Stick with what we know. Sure. And, uh, look, you don't hold Aaron Rodgers down for too long. I think think we know that. He's one of your biggest stars. They called that audible last season. They were supposed to go further. Look for the Packers to uh, to rate the ship. It'll be very interesting to watch the Packers this season and decide what they want to do with them because they have all of these young stars that they are are doing a decent enough job with trying to build up, uh, but they still have their the, the big dogs like Rodgers uh, and the Packers in general that they have sort of not utilized as much recently, which has definitely been weird to see. And even like, I mean, uh, a dot com article recently had Aaron Rodgers like not even in the top five quarterbacks or something like that. They're specifically they're, called him overrated. Overrated, yes. Aaron Rodgers, overrated. <laughs> so I'm not sure what the game is here. Uh, this is one that I want to get some more intel on, pay more attention to. Maybe it is worth sending you to Green Bay to find out if you can 
dig more into this one because something's going on here. And I do think uh, maybe it's sort of a Tom Brady situation, trying to make him look like the underdog, make him look undervalued because he hasn't really been in the mix for the last couple seasons. But it's not going to stay that way for much longer. Right, with that whole story that came out, you know, the whole expose on Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. They got some uh, repairing to do, but certainly McCarthy got thrown under the bus quite a bit there, kind of used as a scapegoat. That's why I feel confident in a resurgence here. Yes, absolutely. And they brought Kirk Cousins into the division so that Aaron Rodgers would have, you know, some kind of a, a... uh, a An new adversary. challenger to face. Yeah, a real yeah. adversary. And then Kirk and the Vikings, since they went away from Rodgers last season, they went kind of away from Kirk and the Vikings also last season. You know, Definitely did not play up to the expectations that we had set for them at the beginning of the season. So I think they're probably just going back to the script last year for the NFC North and saying, let's do it the way we wanted to do it this time. You know, They botched the spot, but... No one noticed. They're just going to run it back. Nothing greater than a repeated botch spot. What could go <laughs> wrong in this scenario? And the one team that we haven't said anything about yet here is the Lions. How do the Lions factor into this? I mean, they this will be uh, the next year Matt Patricia's tenure. Matt Stafford's still there. Uh, Megatron hinting at a return. Is he? I mean, not seriously, but they needed some kind of off-season hype to get people to pay attention to the Lions, so that's the well that they went to. Well, they're not going to be Bengals bad, but they stand uh, basically no shot here. (laughs) Ouch. There's a team in every division that kind of takes takes this spot, you know? Someone's got to be last place. They can't all be winners. And... Luckily for the Lions, they're very used to that. They've got a long history of that. A storied history. It's a shame. I'm sure that there's something that they're working on, you know, uh, to do something with the Lions, but it's not going to be this season. I really don't even think it's going to be next season. I think that the when um, the Stafford era ends, I think, is probably when they take another look at the Lions, because Matt Stafford has done about all that he can do in the NFL, you know? Right. He's had his ups, he's had his downs, he's he's done the job, but he's peaked. He peaked, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not really his fault to be paired up with Aaron Rodgers for your whole career, but what right. are you going to do? <laughs> and I, I mean... How do you think those AFC East quarterbacks feel? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, he had to play the same the same job that those AFC East quarterbacks have to play, right? Make Tom Brady look good. Yep. <laughs> He's making Aaron Rodgers look good. He he was Kirk Cousins before Kirk Cousins got here. Like psst. quarterbacks, they come, they go. Jay Cutler did the same thing for the Bears. Yep. And we love Jay Cutler. Love him. I guess if Stafford's lucky in a couple of years, Flacco is out in Denver, and they need another veteran to trade for and kick the tires <laughs> on and he'll sure. at least be out of Rogers division. Yeah. Maybe he has a resurgence. He, all he needed was to get out from under the Packers shadow. Quarterbacks in their late thirties excel in Denver. That's their storyline. 
Something about that mountain air, I guess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I'm not exactly sure why, but I don't. Let's go it, with but it. I don't argue with it either. I take what I can get. Flacco sounds like a, a seal of approval. Your endorsement <laughs> is official. He's thrown for four thousand yards. Expectations are tempered uh, this time around. <laughs> We'll dig into uh, the AFC West a lot more on another episode. Yeah. Uh, once we maybe we'll send you out there to get some mountain air and uh, see what kind of powers it gives you. You know. All right. Sounds good. NFC North. It's gonna be Vikings and it's gonna be Packers. And I really hope that we see a new kicker every week from the Bears because I think that would just be a whole heck of a lot of fun as. You know, just kind of an entertainment value gimmick. Right. Instead of cutting down from the 12, they need to be building up to 16. Just to Absolutely. achieve the goal. Yeah. You need one a game, Bears. Let's do this. Their whole practice squad, just kickers. <laughs> <laughs> and their password is Taco. That's the NFC North. That's the AFC North. Next week, we'll be heading down south for more Uncovering Sports NFL season hype. Can't wait. We'll see you then. Deuces. Deuces.